0: Will Dubon extended his hitting streak to 19 games. Luis Garcia shoved, and it was a hit parade. The Astros even up the series today and like great as they shut out the Rays and stopped their home win streak. Let's talk about this on tonight's Locked on Astros. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Barely- on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric, the man, Heisman, and great H-Town Wheelhouse Chancy. Good evening, everydayers. This is H-Town Wheelhouse with Locked on Astros. We're your team every day. Thank you all for tuning in. You can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find me at Strohs411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Strohs. You can find our co-host, Eric at Eric Talk Strohs on Twitter and Instagram. And check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. And anytime you watch a video, please like it and share it. Spread the word. Let everyone know the hottest Astros baseball podcast going on the planet. That's right. What a great game tonight. This was a game where you come into game two after a deflating game one. Jordan Alvarez is back in Houston. You don't know what's going on with him. We haven't really got an update. I'm thinking no news is good news at this point. But the Houston Astros go out there and take care of business. Um, We will get to the pitching in the second segment. I want to talk about the hitting today because we know what Luis Garcia did. But let's look at what happened at the plate. The Houston Astros today collected 11 hits and five runs. They only needed the five runs. Because the pitching shut out the Rays. That's right. This is the hottest team in baseball, folks. And this is only their fourth loss on the season. Their first loss at home. And this is a much-needed win. Just because when you had Jose Urquidy go out and do what he did, you needed Luis Garcia to double up on what he's done. Again, second segment, we'll talk about the pitching. It was stellar. But let's talk about what happened in the game today. I'm telling you, folks, this is always fun to talk. It's it's always fun to talk Astros with y'all, but it's always fun also to talk about a game after a win. And um, you love to see what's going on. You love to see how the Astros um, did, did what they did. And they came out um, in the first inning looking like they were threatened threatening to do something, threatening to uh, score some runs, and they didn't get the job done. They didn't actually score till the fifth inning. Um, At one point, this team had bases loaded um, with one out, and then what happened? They got out of it without scoring a run. And so their scoring literally starts in the fifth inning where Jeremy Pena doubled on a sharp ground ball to the left fielder. And if the shift – Had been in play, I think a couple of these hits would have probably not gone through. Mauricio Dubon scored. It is one to nothing. And then Kyle Tucker singles on a ground ball to center field. Jose Siri is out there and Pena scores. It's two to nothing. Astros looking good, right? Then guess who gets up and guess who gets an RBI with runner scoring position? Jose Abreu, the much criticized Jose Abreu. Look. Let's be honest, folks. People have been all over this guy. People, every time he makes a mistake, a misstep, uh, a missed glove ball, um, he strikes out. Oh, see, if we had Yuli, blah, blah, blah. Yuli was elite. Jose Abreu, I'm like, hold up. Jose Abreu is a former MVP. Jose Abreu is a guy that doesn't get hurt. Jose Abreu is a 311 hitter, lifetime with runners in scoring position. And so he gets up, and what does he do? He doubles on a ground ball. To the left fielder. That's right. And the Astros go up three to nothing. And to keep it going, Corey Jolks comes up. He hits a double. Jose Abreu scores four to nothing. And all the scoring happened in this inning. Jake Myers singles on a ground ball to second baseman. It was deflected off of the shortstop's glove, Wander Franco. Corey Jolks scores. So you had Jolks, you had uh, Myers, you had Jose Abreu, Kyle Tucker, Jeremy Pena, all get hits in this inning. All of them were doubles except for Kyle Tucker's. Kyle Tucker's single. Honestly, if there was a ban, I mean, if there was a ban, if there was a shift and the shift wasn't banned, that probably would have gone for an out. So those are some key moments in this game, offensively speaking. Let's look at this. Yes, that's right. Mauricio Dubon's streak continues at 19 games. That is correct. Mauricio Dubon, Jeremy Pena, and Kyle Tucker, 1, 2, and 3, went 8 for 14. They were responsible for three doubles. That's right. So 8 for 14. And then you jump down um, in the lineup. Bregman today was three strikeouts, 0 for 4. Didn't look great at the plate, but he's had more success than not lately. But then you go down to 5, 6, and 7. Jose Abreu, Corey Jolks, the hometown kid, and Jake Myers. They go 5 for 12. Responsible for two doubles. This is a welcomed sight. Hensley and Maldonado both went over, so you had Maldonado, Bregman, and Hensley all without a hit. But you don't have to have every single person hitting if your one through three is going eight for fourteen, and if your fifth, sixth, and seventh hitter are going five for twelve, that should get the job done. Eleven hits, five runs. They took advantage, and you know what's great—the hit that knocked Rasmussen out of the game. Was from Jake Myers. I love that. I love that. Um, that Jake Myers is taking full advantage of his time, um, right now being in there while Chaz is on the aisle. Chaz is feeling better. Um, Dusty Baker did say that he will probably have a rehab start in AAA to make sure he's good and ready to go because it is a back issue and he will have a AAA rehab start or two. I don't know if they're going to. I guess they'll send them to Albuquerque. I think they are in Vegas right now. Then they go to Albuquerque. Then they come back here to play El Paso for a long series. And then they go back on the road to OKC. So you won't get to see the Space Cowboys play here locally until, um, I guess, the First, After the first full week of May, they'll be back home. So he's probably going to get a start there. Someone is asking me any update on Yordan. I have not heard any updates on Yordan. And I can kind of scour to see if I see anything on Twitter while we are here on the show. But in this first segment, I just want to talk about this hitting, man. The hitting is something else. These guys hand Drew Rasmussen a huge loss. And Rasmussen has been a very solid hitter. But Mauricio Dubon, taking full advantage of the leadoff spot. Get this. His slash line is 329, 348, and 424 in 90 plate appearances. Um, That is amazing. But you know what? 19 games in a row is not his longest hitting streak. Now, I've got to go and make sure that I fact check this, but someone told me on Twitter they think when he was with Colorado in the minor leagues, or in Colorado in the minor leagues, he had a 23-game hit streak. And it's a minor league, but still, he's had a longer hit streak in his career. So Mauricio Dubon is no, he, he's not, it's nothing new for him to hit in streaks. And um, I, I took a picture of this image while we were, while I was watching the game. Mauricio Dubon is inching closer and closer to the longest hitting streaks in Astros history. Here is what we have. In 2011, Hunter Pence had a 23-game hitting streak. In 2001, Moise Alou had a 23-game hit streak. In 1997, Luis Gonzalez, taking it all the way back, had a 23-game hit streak. And Art Howe had a 23-game hit streak in 1981. So you have four players with 23-game hit streaks. Um, Tony Eusebio, 24. And Sparky talked about that on the broadcast. He had shifted over to take Blum's spot on the broadcast with TK. And I think I heard Julia on the radio broadcast earlier But Eusebio took two months to get those 24 games because he wasn't an everyday player. Then he talked about how that's actually a pretty big feat because when you're not playing every day and you go out there and you keep your hit streak alive, that's saying something. Um, Jeff Kent with a 25-game hitting streak, second all-time. And if you don't know this, which I do, um, I interviewed him several years ago. The longest hitting streak for the Houston Astros in their club's history is rookie Willie Tavares in 2006. Kid was a stud. He could steal bases. He could hit the ball. And he was fun to watch when he was in his heyday. Um, I absolutely love this. Um, I think Jake Myers has a six or eight game hitting streak right now or something like that. So you got guys that are piling up the hits. You got guys that are out there um, just absolutely lighting up the hit board. I'm not going to say the scoreboard, but the hit board. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at this. Jeff G is asking a question. He says, "Is it me or is anyone else losing confidence in Maldonado? I love Maldi, but he just seems he just seems to have nothing at bat, and his defense is an elite level. Look, I'm gonna address this Maldi thing probably in the third segment, but I think the Maldonado criticism is a little overboard. Okay, I'll be real honest." If anybody is under any illusion that he's on this team for his bat, then you clearly have not been paying attention to Astros baseball in the last five or six years. And I'll quote David Sampson, former Major League Baseball executive World Series champion. He said the only teams that go after offensive catchers for the most part are teams that don't have that have offensive holes. This team doesn't have really offensive holes in it right now. Everybody seems to be hitting. I know Hensley's kind of an offensive hole, but for the most part, one through seven is a not guaranteed hit, but I would put my bet on any of those. So, Maldonado, look, we know he's not going to hit the ball. We know he's going to strike out or hit a home run. I mean, he'll hit a double occasionally. In the second segment, when I talk about the pitching, you cannot ignore the fact that marty Maldonado was the catcher behind this shutout. It wasn't Yanner Diaz. And that reminds me that some people may say, well, it's so rare that Marty Maldonado is behind the plate when we win. Well, you know what? It's not rare today because if you go to so rare slash locked on, you will play one of the most fun fantasy games that I've ever played. What's cool is you get these cards. You draft your team. You have a budget. You draft your team. I actually just upgraded my team. Um, I got a new card today, and I'm so stoked to play this player. I've got Jordan, and I know he's down right now, but my team is looking really, really good right now. I've got Stephen Kwan. I got Walker. I got Goldschmidt. I got Adamas. I got Hunter Brown. Lodolo. I've got. I've just got players all over the place, and. Today, I actually picked up um, Oswaldo Cabrera, hoping to get something out of him. Um, I got Carlos Santana recently. What's great about this is you have the ability to upgrade your cards at the end of the week. Each week, that's like three days. They have two game weeks in a week, in a seven-day period. If you are in the top 5%, you win prizes. If you get in the top rank, like you can win games. Game tickets, you can win autograph tickets, you can win Major League Baseball game experiences. So Rare is so fun. I absolutely love it right now. I'm having a blast playing it. And I encourage you, go to so rare.com/slash locked on. It's the ultimate fantasy baseball game. And one more thing before we move forward is I have to mention um, our main sponsor, our sponsor of the day, that is FanDuel. That's right, FanDuel is the number one sports book out there. If you go to fanduel.com slash locked on, you can meet all your fantasy baseball betting needs. That's right. New customers can step up with a no sweat first bet up to a thousand dollars at fanduel.com slash locked on. You get $1,000 back in bonus bets. If you don't win, you can Pick up whether or not Jordan Alvarez is going to lead the month in home runs or lead the month in RBIs, or will he be the home run leader at the end? Which pitcher will, will go to 10 strikeouts three games in a row? Build an S, build a SGP with your favorite matchup of the day. That's right. So don't miss out your chance for the no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to fanduel.com slash Locked On. To sign up, FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. That's correct. So thank y'all for tuning in again. This is Locked on Astros Everydayers. I want to remind y'all that if you tune in to Sirius XM this week, the Astros played the Rays on Wednesday at 5:40. Catch every pitch of your local hometown broadcast on Sirius XM, the SXM app search Astros. Thank y'all for tuning in again. I'm H10 Wheelhouse, guys. Y'all are awesome audience. We love listening. We love having you guys in. We love having you guys come in and comment on things. I'll I'll try to get your comments up here in the second segment. Um, Here is the deal. Let's talk about pitching. Luis Garcia today absolutely was dealing. He threw 95 pitches, 65 strikes. He had 15 swings and misses. And he, I mean, the Rays only had two hard-hit balls all day. This makes two straight starts where he has thrown a shutout. He has not given up a run his last two starts. Phenomenal, phenomenal um, output from Luis Garcia and the Houston Astros pitchers. I mean, it was followed up by a stellar job by the bullpen. But six innings pitched, three hits, two walks, zero runs. Seven strikeouts. Again, Luis Garcia, phenomenal. Um, he had three ground outs to two flyouts. Then you had Maton come in for an inning. You had Montero come in for an inning with a strikeout. He did give up one hit. Presley gave up a hit, but did not allow a run. He looks good on the mound. Nine innings pitched, eight strikeouts total, only two walks, and only five hits surrendered. So you do. That's right. Lots of credit to our pitching staff for working the kinks out of Garcia. Man, our pitching coaches have been absolutely phenomenal. Um, Darby's asking me a little question out the left field here. Do I have any player interviews planned this season? I will talk about something about that in the third segment, but one that I want to focus on pitching. Maton, this dude is lights out. Like this guy this year – is the Maton that we saw when we brought him on in this in that trade. I mean, listen to this. Ten games, 11 and two-thirds innings pitched, 13 strikeouts, a whip of 2.6, an ERA of 0.00. Wow. Phil Maton, what can you say about this? Garcia comes out and shoves. Maton comes out in a solid inning and continues to put up zeros. Ten pitches. Nine were strikes. Montero comes out. He did give up a hit, but he had only 14 pitches. Ten were strikes. He did have a strikeout. Montero looked better today. Um, Montero needs to be that guy. He is 10 innings pitched, 2.7 ERA in 11 games, 12 strikeouts, a 1.60 whip. Not the best, but definitely much criticized and much maligned just because When a player signs a contract, people expect or think that those contracts automatically equal results, and they don't. We know that. We know that sometimes these players sign these contracts and they struggle, whether that's mental, whether that's on purpose, whether I say on purpose, whether that's tied to the signing or not. I don't know that we can quantify that. But you have to give credit where credit is due. Maldonado, I know there's a lot of criticism for him. And I want to, I'm going to sit on him for a second. Martín Maldonado is a really good catcher. Is he the catcher he was five years ago? Absolutely not. Have his defensive um, abilities declined a bit? He's having a hard time keeping the ball in front of him. He doesn't throw out runners as much as he used to, but he still has the third highest throwout rate in the league, I believe. Um, or he's top 10, I know that. And everybody has the – well, I say everybody people out there that talk a lot on social media tend to focus on, and I've even said it like, well, aren't they like five and two or something with Yanner Diaz behind the plate? Why won't you give Yanner Diaz more times behind the plate? But then when Martín Maldonado is back there and there's a shutout, I give him credit. Some of the same people that criticize him don't give him credit when he wins. They say, oh, but he could have done that calling pitches from the bench. All he did was play catch. And so, What happens in the criticism, which I don't mind criticism. I don't mind being critical of players because we will try to objectively criticize players when it's earned. But at the same time, the way people rain and just dump on Martin Maldonado, you would think that he is the worst catcher ever. You would think that this guy is a pariah in the clubhouse. And that's just simply not true. Um, And he needs credit for the shutouts. Look, do you think Martin Maldonado goes out there and is happy or thrilled when his pitchers don't perform when he's behind the plate? He takes it responsibly. I've interviewed Ryan Stanek. I've interviewed Joe Record. I've interviewed Luke Berryhill. I've talked to Corey Lee, okay? I have firsthand knowledge of what these catchers say and think and how they feel about Maldonado. He absolutely is an asset to this team and does have value. I know his bat is a zero right now. I know he's what he's hitting um, 143. Okay, whatever. But he still has a value on this team to give value to the pitching staff because of his expertise. And the catching position is not easy. That is correct, Dorothy. It's not easy. And Diaz isn't looking bad. Diaz does look good. I I think at the plate, he looks a little overmatched at times hitting wise. He's not the best at the plate. He's Quote unquote better, but a much smaller sample size. You don't know what kind of hitter he's going to become. But I think if you're going to criticize, you've got to also give praise. We've got to temper that. Okay. And I've got to temper my praise to where it's not, oh, well, you're now being a homer because nothing they can do is wrong. You know, (laughs) I said today, I put out today that I wish the Astros would give. Kyle Tucker an extension like the Pirates gave Brian Reynolds an extension. And I didn't mean a Brian Reynolds-esque extension because he took a team discount because he wanted to stay in Pittsburgh. People were like, he should fire his, his agent. No, he wanted that deal. He signed it. He went after it. He wanted to stay. Kyle Tucker wants to get paid. The Astros probably have another year to evaluate what's coming in behind Tucker. And I'll tell you this, as much as I think Tucker deserves to get paid, if the Astros believe that moving on from him and bringing up someone else like Aloop Rafito, who I think may end up being a first base replacement at some point down the road, or um, Clifton, or, you know, uh, I mean, Clifford or Drew Gilbert, someone like that, if they feel that, I'm going to have to trust the process because so far, look what they've produced. They produced nothing but winners. Um, <laughs> Uh, I think Erickson here, he said they waited until the Pirates were good again. Yeah, I mean, look, Brian Reynolds was clearly going to take a team-friendly contract that was stated, but it was whether or not they were going to actually pay out at least what he was looking for. And look, all these things we're talking about are moves from the GM perspective. I'm not a GM, but let me tell you what I am. I do play Ultimate Baseball GM. That's right. Ultimate Baseball GM, it, Pro Baseball GM is the coolest game that I've ever played when it comes to fulfilling my fantasies of being a Major League Baseball general manager, which I don't know, after playing this game, how great I would be. So I try to temper my criticism with Dana Brown as I'm training myself in the art of GMing, okay, I get to hire and I get to hire the right coaches. I can fire them if I want to. I can promote players. I can scout players. I can draft players. I can navigate through the franchise, free agency. I can go through the ups and downs of the season. I've been to the playoffs. I haven't been to the World Series yet, but I tend to spend a little bit of money. So I'm learning. I think this next season I'm in right now, my team is a little bit mediocre, but we're spending money more smart. Um, we are keeping within our budget, um, dealing with a lot of injuries right now. But what's cool about Pro Baseball GM is it makes you feel like you're really there in the game. So Locked On Astros listeners get 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On in the game store. So make sure you check out this game. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com. If you're looking at the show, watching live, scan the scan the barcode or scan the QR code on the screen. That's probaseballgm.com, ultimate baseball gm. Start your dynasty today. So thank y'all so much for tuning in. Locked on Astros. Make sure that you check out the Astros playing the Rays on Sirius XM at 540. Every pitch of your local um, Astros broadcast, Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Astros. Check them out there. I promise you, you won't go wrong. I love our broadcast team. They do a phenomenal job. Um, so we talked about the hitting, what kind of a performance it was, 11 hits, um, the top of the lineup going eight for 14 Dubon, Pena and Tucker. And then we saw Siri out there. Siri was, uh, he was out there and, um, look, I just, I just love watching that guy play. Um, and there are times when I wish he was still a Houston Astro um, I've actually talked to him a couple times. Super, super nice guy. But earlier in the game, you wonder what what Arozarena had on his card when Corey Jolks was up to bat because Corey Jolks hit an absolute laser over Randy arena. He tried to leap. He doesn't have the kind of ups he wanted on that shot. But I don't think he anticipated Corey Jolks to hit it that hard. And maybe they don't have cards that show like how hard this exit velo is or the distance the ball flies. But he played up on that ball and clearly it ate him up. And that was um, that helped them add another run that inning. And you love to see that. But I just the reason why I talked about the Maldonado thing is because I'm not saying that players don't ever deserve criticism. But I'm saying that I think sometimes we go overboard like we get so used to winning. We get so used to success. Right now, there's not, it's not like we're holding back one of the top prospects in baseball and Maldonado is holding the spot of someone who deserves more of a chance. I would like if Diaz is the true backup, I would like there be to be a more even split, not because I don't like Maldonado, but because Diaz needs the experience. And if he's your guy, I don't think Salazar is gonna get. More than one every eight starts, really. To be honest, I'm thinking he's going to be one of the guys that goes down, or the guy that goes down whenever they bring Brantley back on. But this team doesn't have a lot of holes. And look, even tonight with their one of their top with their top RBI producer out, Kyle Tucker filled in rather nicely, added an RBI to his total on the season. Kyle Tucker has 19 RBI now. Um, what a great, what a great game. What a great game. Um, what a great win for the Houston Astros. Uh, let's look at tomorrow's matchup. Tomorrow's matchup. Hunter Brown is going to be taking the mound for the Astros and they still haven't announced. It's probably going to be a bullpen game for the Rays. Hunter Brown is two and on the young season. This last, Time out. I believe he didn't do super great. He's got a 3.09 ERA, 24 strikeouts. Um, let's look at his game log real quick. Yeah, in Atlanta, he went four and two thirds innings. That's right, seven hits, four and runs. That's where he gave up the four runs early, and then he settled down. So he hasn't had terrible starts. He's had really solid starts, even when he's going four and two thirds innings. Um, his very first start, he sandwiched that between two seven-inning starts. So let, let, let's let get a trend going. Let's get two more seven-inning starts, then let's go with another five-inning start instead of 4.2. But Hunter Brown, I think, is off to a really good start. Hunter Brown is doing really, really well. I need you guys to pay attention to the Astros minor leagues, and I'm going to talk about more of that um, this week and next week. I'm going to be hitting on some names like Joey Luperfito. We're going to be looking more into Forrest Whitley. We're going to be – looking at J.P. France, what is he doing down there in AAA, and just kind of start discussions about who we can see coming up. Because I'm telling you right now, this Joey Luperfito kid, he made it into um, locked-on MLB prospects, Lindsey Crosby's top lineup for this last week. He is absolutely hitting the cover off the ball, and I actually talked to someone from Sugarland Land today um, who, when I mentioned his name, he basically said, look, Joey is making a case for a spot on the AAA club. He he just got to Corpus. He's hitting the cover off the ball. If you're down on Corpus, you better catch a game before Joey Luperfito comes up to AAA. Eric adds a couple notes for us here. Chaz McCormick ran on the field and hit today. Dusty Baker says that he will probably need a rehab assignment, and, but that he is getting better. Yeah, we, I mentioned the rehab assignment earlier. Lance McCullers Jr. said he felt great after throwing off a flat ground and in front of the mound today per Dusty. So those are a couple updates on Lance McCullers, uh, or an update on Chaz McCormick. There's no conspiracy theory here. There's no fake injury. People are opining on Twitter that this is a fake injury. Chaz isn't really injured Dusty's just trying to find a way to get Jake Myers on the field. Dalton is asking, "Am I attending any Phillies games this series?" I will be attending the Sunday night game for sure. I don't know about Friday or Saturday, but I definitely will be at the Sunday night baseball game. Um, it's a six ten start, I believe, so I'll be there. Um, I'll let y'all know if y'all follow me on social media, you'll know where to find me. Um, there's a couple different places in the park that we could meet up. I would love to meet our listeners. You know, that's all I've got for tonight. This has been. A great show. I absolutely love when you guys stop by, you guys and girls. Y'all are phenomenal. I mean, this is a great win. Let's go into tomorrow. Hunter Brown take the round. And let's see the Houston Astros win a third straight series against a third straight quality club. I'm H. Sean Check us out on Apple, Google, or Spotify. Subscribe to our YouTube channel make sure that you realize we're your team every day every dayers facetime wheelhouse i'm out keep hitting the ball dubon keep hitting the ball